and welcome to Evolving on Purpose, a show I have created in hopes that I can inspire you to take the deep dive into discovering who you are and what you came here to do. Each week, I will have on individuals to share their unique journey to self-discovery and where their purpose is taking them. I will also do solo episodes to share what I am currently learning, practicing, or even just contemplating. So come on, what are you waiting for? Join me in Evolving on Purpose. Debbie on the podcast today, and I'm so excited to introduce you guys. Debbie McAllister is a Breakthrough Catalyst coach and the host of Light It Up Your Worth podcast. Her superpower is helping others see that their inner worth, reconnect their true selves, and leaning into their why. She guides spiritually curious women to release their mental and emotional blocks that keep them stuck so they can discover the unbelievable resources within themselves. Ignite their light and empower them to in building consciously intentional radiant light. She has lots of certifications, including advanced sacred soul alignment practitioner, sacred light practitioner, uh, Reiki master journey practitioner, along with other healing modalities. She also has a bachelor in science and business administration. So she really goes back and forth between um, this healer and this kind of more logical left brain approach. So we've got master's in healthcare administration, um, the Coaches Institute, and John Maxwell certified coach. So all of that to say, I've got Debbie here and welcome. Thank you, Angela. I mean, it was so nice. I got to be on your podcast, which um, was a Valentine's one. So you will see that in Valentine's Day, but it was so nice to get to connect with you and, and look at your design and, and, and kind of talk about the different things and we'll drop in, but I just really want to start with kind of your origin story. How did you, you know, get to where you are now? Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for asking that. So, you know, I was born the Bay area. California before it was considered Silicon Valley. So it was full of orchards and big wide open spaces. And I was, I was raised in a working class, very diverse neighborhood. And so as I was going through, I really kind of fit in. Like I had lots of friends. I took like prep classes to go to school. Now I'm going to age myself because I graduated in 1984. So in my neighborhood, people didn't go off and go to college. I took all those classes, but it was really small. So when I left high school, I wasn't, that wasn't really my thing. I thought I was going to go off, get married, have, have a couple kids, have some part-time job. That was like where I thought my life would be and stay in this really close neighborhood. Well, what ended up happening was not that, you know, I ended up working. I had a child. I was in a 20 year relationship. And we had a son. It was really uh, dysfunctional. I didn't use my voice at all. I was kind of like, stand by your man. Uh, Whatever he wants will make me happy. You know, whatever I needed to do. So I walked on a lot of eggshells, almost afraid to voice who I was. I started to go back to school. You know, I was working and I realized I really needed, how was I going to change anything? So I started on the journey. I worked on my bachelor's degree for almost 20 years. Wow! So I graduated when I turned 40 and my son was almost through high school. 
So I ended up being a single mom. And that I think that was probably the big awakening is I ended up, you know, coming towards uh, late 30s and realized that I really needed to change this dynamic of my relationship. And so it finally ended. There was a lot of back and forthness. And that's when I started on this journey that I'm on now. I realized, how did all of this happen? I started asking myself questions. I started seeking books. Uh, Reiki found me uh, right after 9-11. So on 9-10, on September 10th, I was flying for my corporate job. And the next day, you know, we all know what happened with the towers and it just kind of like shot through me. What am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? I think that was a wake up call for a lot of people uh, that time. So, I mean, I was in high school, so it didn't quite hit me the same way, but I can imagine the point you were at and how that would affect you. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, that morning I was in the shower. I had, you know, been flying the day before down to Southern California for my my corporate job. I was living in a house that I had bought by myself. The second home I bought for myself, huge mortgage payment. My house was directly over the flight pattern to the San Jose airport. And it got really quiet. You know, when you're in a big city and mm-hmm. it gets really quiet, it's a little eerie. The phone started ringing. We started watching my son and I and watch that. And it really impacted me. Very upsetting. I ended up taking off uh, four weeks of work for a medical leave for stress. I could barely get out of bed. Like it just like hit me. What am I doing? Is this what I'm here for? I just felt so disconnected. And from then, you know, by the end of the month, I had my first Reiki attunement. One of my dearest friends picked me up and drove me, you know, an hour away. And she was already a Reiki master into her inner circle, her mentor. That's what started me on this journey, right? Like I had never felt laying on that bed, the like the massage bed. They all had their hands on me and they just felt this huge whoosh of energy come through me and out my feet. And I remember never feeling so much at peace in my life that night. Wow. Wow. That's an amazing story. It makes me think about using these tools such as astrology and, and gene keys and things like that. And, and the human design, of course, is always kind of my first lens. It shows us that we have these, these options to get on the right path, but then there's a cycle that ends and it's like, here's your report card. Are you there or not? And if you aren't, something like this happens, right? It's like, nope, no more chances. You're done. You've got to get your act together. You've got to get on your path. And so I'm sure there was little nudges, but you didn't take the nudge. I did not take the nudge. I wanted that American dream. I wanted, and my relationship was never set up to do that. We were just never supposed to probably have been together after a year. Yeah. And, you know, but I wasn't, I wasn't a quitter. Stand by your man. And so it started this whole cycle of really the emotions that I felt like, because I've always been emotional. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, the sensitive one, right? And and yet I could not figure out, like, well, why don't other people feel all of this? Well, you have, we share the 3536, which is an emotional wave that goes from the solar plexus up to the throat. 
And it's, it's kind of fun in some ways because it really makes you want experiences, right? Right. Like you might want to learn something or you might want to do something like it really pushes you to experience life. Right. But it also, when you kind of jump and especially if you jump, you haven't weighed your emotional wave. Mm-hmm. It throws you into crisis. The emotions are so overwhelming. I've had panic attacks. I've had emotional anxiety. I've had all of this because of that darn emotional wave and I didn't know it. So yes. It's exactly, right? And you know, the last couple of years leading up to the big break all over the US, lots and lots and lots of times, I was adventurous, right? Yeah. And when this happened, you know, I had to like kind of pick myself up single mom. I did finish my degree at 40. And then I was able to, I got really fortunate and I changed corporate roles. And that gave me the opportunity to really travel. Like I spent a lot of time in Asia for my job. And with that, one of the exercises I used to do was I wanted to call back all parts and pieces of me. And so everywhere I went within Asia, you know, China, Singapore, Malaysia, the Philippines, Thailand, I don't know, I had 13 sites that I had to take care of. I had all this responsibility, but yet one weekend I would be there for like three, four weeks at a time. And I would go see stuff on a Saturday and then come back and jump into my role and being able to then pull in all those parts and pieces. I really felt like my heart was healing through all of the travel, zip lining in Thailand, learning how to scuba dive in the Batangas in the Philippines, you know, shopping in the markets in Thailand. It all felt so new and yet so familiar, but completely different. That was the whole spiritual aspect of it. I got to see the amazing things in Hong Kong. They have this big, huge Buddha and you go up in the air rams like I'm used to seeing for skiing, right? Went up there, saw that. I'm terrified of height. I'm in there. And this new part of me just started to explore and I found a voice and it has just kept going. And that's how it all started. And I had a girlfriend say, you know, you should look into co- getting coaching you know, learn more about coaching. And I said, okay. So I went to the Coaches Institute. And as I was going through that, I thought, wow, I kind of already been doing a lot of this active listening, just really being curious. And I used to have, and I I still do, but it was the first time that I would have like really start to more connect with my, uh, my Claire's. So I would visually see, do you remember the old TVs? It was like a, a, a screen and then the little screen. Yeah, I could see that. So if we were working together, and you were talking about, oh, I want to go to Peru, and go hike up those mountains, I could visually see you in this little window talking. And so I could hold that energy and say, I actually can see you with this. Wow. Yeah, I can see this happening, you know, like Mm -hmm. not being attached to the outcome or feeling it or if it was kind of blurry, I, I, you know, you're like, well, what is it? Is it that actually going to Peru? Or is it that you want to go on an adventure? So it kind of started that natural progression of uh, curiosity. And I think what's been the most amazing thing is to see that transformation with somebody where they start really believing in their own worth. Like, I feel like I'm this big mirror 
and I can see deep within them because of the different healing modalities, I can see different things. And to be able to reflect that back and to keep hearing back, well, you you were able to help me through my own, uh, what was getting me stuck? What was my own resistance? What was I really feeling versus technical, something technical that people, we all get stuck on it. This happens to me too. I have a coach myself. We can't see our own blind spots. Yeah. Or we lose track of, we get caught up and we, we can, we can forget temporarily or even deeper how, like just how incredible we are within us. Yeah. Did you notice, so I don't know exactly what your, what your path was, but for me, it was just getting very aware of the, the same things that I was doing over and over again that weren't, weren't really healthy for me. Right. Joe Dispenza really helped me with this, you know, just brain being awareness. And I always love when he says, you know, like Gandalf on the bridge, you shall not pass. He talks about like the thoughts, right? Like, yes, you just hold that line. And, and so I worked on that for a long time, but it, it takes a lot of energy to be very aware, right? Do you, do you notice Mm -hmm. that? Like when you're trying to make sure that I am, I am on my path and I'm being aware and I'm being intentional and I'm (laughs) all of those things It takes a lot of energy. Yeah. Especially if you're changing patterns. Mm-hmm. Like, so that awareness to catch yourself because, or do you know, do we fall asleep while we're awake? Like we fall back into unconsciousness, the whole autopilot things of like, yeah. you know, I don't really think about how I brush my teeth and I've been driving for so long. I don't really think about it, but, but if it's snowing out really hard and the roads are wet, you know, I'm awake. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. So it does take some really conscious awareness to think about it. And I think that's why I'm such a big believer in like the signs or I have stuff posted on my mirrors. I have it even in my phone app. I am healthy. I am abundant is all my little subgroups, even on my phone, everywhere that I can put it on to hear it for myself. And then I I rotate those around too, because like you said, so that it's not so much having to consciously think about now a lot of those paths that the parts I've worked on my own worth, you mm-hmm. know, of how can I not continually stay in that pattern? And I'm a huge fan of Dr. Joe too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I would love <laughs> to go see him live. I think that would be a wonderful thing, but right now, yeah, I just, he yeah. always gets, brings me back. Right. Yes. I am going to go see him. Are you? You have a book? Yes. Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. I'm waiting, okay. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Dallas. Maybe we'll both I be go to the Dallas. Dallas. I do yeah. like Texas. Yes. Yeah, I want to go to Texas. <laughs> that sounds. Yeah, I've been watching for for one in the centrally located location myself. So. Yep. Me too. Well, <laughs> everybody will be in Dallas, huh? We'll yes, do a little yes. a short <laughs> podcast episode for us. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Yes. No, I love. I love Joe. And and we kind of talked about Tony Robbins too. He could be somebody that can really get you moving when you're kind of stuck. Is there anybody else that you really like to listen to or or who you tap into? Oh my gosh. I think when I very first started, I read a lot of Marianne Williamson. I had been down that path probably about eight years or so. I had this moment where I was thinking to myself, well, maybe my relationship wasn't so bad. And 
entertained it for a couple months. And then what happened is I went into this dip, right? This little more reflection because I had these, the mind going, the emotions were going and I was still learning how to be still. And this is really, really perfect. I just want to draw this for the listeners in human design. You can be a single definition, a split definition, a triple split definition and a quad. And so that just means how your energy talks. Does it all link up or is there a split in your energy so that you're kind of looking for a bridge or like Debbie has, it's a triple split. And so Debbie has this really strong mind that, that has that, that impulse to kind of look at the past and try to figure out like what went wrong, how did it work? And it confuses you. Right. And then you have these Mm -hmm. two emotional waves that, that go back and forth that really wants family and really wants your tribe and really wants, and then wants all the experiences. Right. And then you have that stillness, that, that root to the sacral that when you root in that, then you can kind of bring it all together. Right. Yeah. And then that's probably just happened over the last 10 years. Okay. 56. So just in the last 10 years, have I been able to really get super still? Now when I travel, I have whoever I'm with take a picture of me meditating in front of a tree or a lake because it has been so impactful of being able to like calm the mind. Now I know about the wave. Okay. I need to write it until I'm feeling neutral. Human design has really helped me with that, especially, you know, and then trying to figure out too, like, how do I do my coaching? That took multiple iterations, you know, starting out as a leadership coach and then a life coach. And then I, then I thought, well, they just want to be a healer. And then I thought, no, my brain needs the interaction. I need the coaching and I need the energetic healing that I can do. Let's not deny the healer. And that is actually the combination of all three of the channels. Well, even just them sitting with you, that stillness gate is a format channel. So when you're able to tap into that stillness, it formats the people around you to be able to feel that stillness. So, whoa, you're bringing them down, right? You're bringing them to stillness so they can do the work. And then you're connecting with all your openness and all your clairs. And then you're able to really that, that mind is really impactful for other people. It's so good at seeing other people's patterns. It's so good at seeing other people's story and reflecting that back to them and being able to use that. It's just terrible for you. It's like, stop using it on yourself, Debbie. (laughs) Yeah, right. And that's what I that's why I have a coach too, right? Because I can get through and I need my own breakthroughs like, oh, it's just this simple. Like, what what do I call myself? And then finally, the breakthrough catalyst came. And it was so obvious. I was looking at this little binder that I just scribble notes on, right? Because my brain's going and, you know, I have stickies can have stickies everywhere because I have so many ideas coming through. And especially when I've been tuning in to myself and then it was here. Oh, you helped me, you know, break through this. Oh, thanks for helping me get unstuck. Well, you know, and it just kept happening. And I was like, oh, look, it's so it's just sitting right here, the breakthrough. And it links into our own self-acceptance yeah, and self-love. And, and that really 
connects you into your own worth using the combination of them and being able to see like, well, I can see your patterns or your limiting beliefs. Marianne Williamson was really powerful. She has this quote in Return to Love. And I'm not going to say it exactly, but in part of this book in Return to Love, she talks about, because I had gone into, I'd gotten a little confused and I thought, well, maybe I'm really, I'm supposed to be with him. I was reading this book and I, that I rented from the library and I was going through it. She said she was in this spot and Marianne was, and her mom asked her, so Marianne, when are you going to be happy? And Marianne says in the book, Marianne will be happy when Marianne decides to be happy oh, I still get goosebumps, right? Like I still get the energy flowing because it was in that moment that that's when I was really able to connect in with my own stillness. When do I want to be happy? What does happy look like to me now? Marianne Williamson is a huge part of my journey too. So that was interesting that you brought her up. Um, Have you heard of her Tears to Triumph book at all? I have. I had it on audio and I was going through what I would call a dark night of the soul, or maybe it was just my health Mm -hmm. had tanked to the point that I literally couldn't leave my house. I was tapping constantly. I was so anxious. Um, I was afraid of everything, but my, you know, my thyroid was flaring and my body was shutting down and I just, I, I couldn't function. And I was just scared because I'm, I'm not, I'm too afraid to go to Western medicine that I make mm-hmm. myself do it holistically, right? I'm like, ah, yep. I don't want to be on pills. No, I don't want to do it, you know? <laughs> and it saved me in the long run, but it was very scary in the short term. So I had gotten her book on audio and I just listened to that book in the bath, in Epsom salt bath every single night while I was going through this really hard time. And I just cried and listened to her from tears to triumph. And it was really touches on like how everybody has a year maybe that's terrible or everybody we have this built into us to have these times these these really depressive or anxious or these times and it's normal it's normal when we're living in the mm-hmm. society that we're living in to find ourselves so off track that we're in this and so i just listened to yes. it and and she really helped me through that really hard time so yeah and i think about that like you know, there was a couple things that you did for yourself there, right? Like you took an Epsom salt bath, which is magnesium, which is one of the top vitamins that we as society, especially in the States are missing in our diet. And it supports our nervous system to be able to integrate and release. Yeah. It's so powerful, magnesium. And then you're adding the positive vibes and the message in your conscious and your subconscious. Yes. And you rested. So you were forced to rest. So when when I think about that, right, I think, oh my gosh, what what a blessing that was that life gave you. Yeah. And I'm really grateful for it right now, but my sister's going through a really hard time and just not quite figuring out how to get herself on track. And I, and she's just extremely anxious and my heart just goes out to anybody that's going through that time. I want to know that she'll get through it and be on the other side and feel like I do that it was a blessing, but I just know right now, if anybody's going through that, it's very hard. It's not a, it it can feel so uncomfortable to be in a human body when it's, when it's kind of freaking out like that, but 
but yeah, you can get through it. You just have to take every step. You, you give yourself the downtime, give yourself the permission to feel bad, give yourself the permission to, to take care mm-hmm. of yourself. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I think if anybody's going through that right now and they're listening to us, you know, having both gone through it more than once, I've gone through oh, that yeah. process. Every time I go to up level my, my world, I get a different version of that. Things may seem like they are a little bit following it apart. A couple of years ago, again, you got divorced again and a very short marriage. And I thought, oh my gosh, what is happening? What it has done. I'm so grateful that that gave me those opportunities because I knew this time, like I was the surfer out there on the wave. Okay. Now, what do you need to do? What did I need to do? Okay. Who's my support team? Am I resting enough? What am I eating? If I need to sleep, then I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to be so social. There's a reason we have summer and winter. That's a really good point too, that, that it, it never, these cycles never really go away, especially when we're evolving, you get more tools and you can make it and more awareness. You can make it less of a thing. That's when I quit my job and I started coaching full time and I was just like, what am I doing? And even when I do a human design reading and I'd be on top of the world and this is amazing. And the person is just looking at me like, thank you. And, and so appreciative. I'd get off the call and be like, is this it? Is this it? It was so great when I was connecting with them, but just, I think it was me up leveling and shaking off that old programming. And, and I just, I, I didn't attach to it. Like you said, that Marianne Williams quote, I can have everything in the world handed to me. Even I can be doing my dream job. And the only thing that's going to keep me being happy is me actually being happy, right? Like I have to connect to that still. I have to be in awareness. I have to bring in things. I have to be in the moment to be happy. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I learned this really powerful thing and maybe this will resonate with you or the listeners is sometimes like maybe you grew up and you couldn't, you didn't know what trust felt like. So now you're in a time of your life. You're like, okay, I'm going to trust that this coaching is it, but you really don't know what that your body does not know what that feels like, positive or negative. It just has never experienced that. And so we are able to do energetic downloads into the subconscious. And you read through them and there are these different things, you know, like I know what it feels like to trust my own intuition, for example. And you repeat these and you're like, well, they don't really feel like anything's happening, but it is transforming those neural pathways in your brain so that it can start to send out that message to your body so that you can react. And I think this is a lot of the stuff Dr. Joe talks about, Bruce Lipton, the body remembers. There's a lot of scientific stuff out there now to support what we're saying, but it's so, so powerful. And one of the things that I'm going to look at this, because this is what my coach has told me, is that when I've expanded and I've up-leveled, right? Like how I'm feeling, I'm really feeling in alignment. And then my energy dips. She says, it's because you are, you're in new neural pathways. You're creating new things like the record, old records, you know, the grooves there, you're jumping those grooves. And so you're going to get caught on one, but then you get to push your back yourself back up. I'm holding one of my, uh, 
crystals with me. I have essential oils. I go listen to 528 Hertz medicine. I move my body. I go play with the dog. Like I shift, Yeah, you know, so that I can come back to, oh yeah. Yeah. I just didn't attach to it. And I took walks every day and I thought, and I would, I would have highest of highs and lowest of lows. And I just thought this is just me recalibrating, right? I haven't been in these high highs because I've been doing a bunch of stuff I don't want to do all day long, just being grateful. I'm just grateful. I'm working a job I don't like. I'm grateful. And so now here I am doing what I love and the highs were really high. And I think the lows were really low, but yeah, my body is recalibrated and I'm feeling calmer and more happy. And and it was Mm -hmm. just so good to know that I don't have to attach to that, right? Yeah. You know, when I think of those, I think of, this is the logical part of my brain. You know, I do statistical analysis sometimes and there's these control charts, right? A statistical control chart and they'll have an upper limit and a lower limit. And we're just trying to stay in these little areas here. And I think that's what we do. We're in those control charts with our emotions, the upper and the lower. And I think the more we call it your process being in in control, that it's stable, But when we're new, your process isn't stable. I know this is like, you know, process engineering stuff, but it's so applicable to what we're doing. So understanding that that's where we're at when we're learning something new, like we didn't just get on a bike, most of us and never fall or learn how to ice skate and you don't fall or ski or snowboard. Like you had to do it more than once. I mean, yeah, there's some of those super people out there who are super athletic and they just pick it up like my son. But some of us, like you takes you more, a little bit more and then you up level and then you're falling again. And having that self-compassion for ourselves is just so, so important. Yeah. And that's what, that's what human design has done for me. And I'd love to hear kind of how you got to it, but human design, I used it as here's who I am. Here's what I came here to do. Let me understand myself in the shadow, in the gifts, in every single aspect of myself. Let me understand myself so, so completely so that I can love, accept, and trust myself. I just know that I'm going to be okay. I'm in a surrender all the time, even when the emotions go. So how did you get to that without human design? Because I don't know what I do without my men. (laughs) Well, I think I was learning in different ways. And then when I was introduced to human design, I had those huge epiphanies like, oh, oh, well, that so explains, right? Like you explaining the whole triple split, right? To me, I was like, oh yeah, like, yes, I am all three of these. Can I just do coaching or do I, am I the healer? And I have like energetic healing recordings, like a meditation on my website, right? Like that's all three. Yeah. And to get there, I did a lot of journaling, like free journaling. And then I'll go on periods of time where I'm not doing it at all. And I'm just present. Just kind of following the impulses of what you need right now. Yeah. And then if I wanted to go learn something, because that's my thing, I'm always learning. I always have something like right now I'm reading about theta healing, digging for a belief. So I'm just digging into more stuff. It was that, that quest for knowledge and trying things and to see, does this feel good? Yeah, this one doesn't feel as great. Okay, let me go on. And one of the really powerful but simple things I did was with Louise Hay. Her 
mirror work. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. If you've ever held a mirror up or uh-huh. freaking you can do it on your phone even, right? Like, like you're going to take a selfie and look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I love you. Yeah. That one was a really tough one for me for a long time. I had a hard time with mirror work. I did her. I loved her meditations and her tapping. Mm -hmm. uh, But the mirror work, I always kind of skirted around because that was kind of the biggest wound, right? Was, Mm -hmm. was me. Am I enough? So it was really hard, but I think when you can get to the point or you just maybe push through it, I think I waited until I was more loving to myself before I really could do it. <laughs> well, I, I did it early on, like the Lightworkers Way book. I still have this book in my, you know, my core reading. And I started to read um, mantras, like I am a big one. And it had a lot of those, like, this is before I discovered energetic downloads into my subconscious, but I was just reading stuff. It was posted on my mirror and then Marianne Williamson, you know, about shining your light and not dimming it. Uh, I would read that every day. I would have all these different things posted. It was everywhere. And then I started to pay attention to what I was actually, so I was really drawn to Doreen Virtue. And it was about the angels, right? The light workers way, but I really identified with the angels Like I could feel them and sense them. And then I started learning about archangels and it just kind of, you know, rotated from, you know, just kept growing and growing. And now I feel like constantly learning something I'm looking at taking NLP right now. Yeah, I definitely, I've thought about taking NLP before because it's a fascinating subject. It is. And I've done so much study on the whole neural pathways themselves because of teaching in a corporate environment, like learning about the synopsis and the front lobe and the back lobe and the short-term memory versus long-term memory. And so I want to be able to incorporate some of the science with like the hypnotherapy NLP with the energetic work, because I know it's all science-based. But I'd like a little bit more information for those who are more interested in that perspective. And it's that analytical part of my brain that wants just a little more. And that's, that's kind of what I do is I let my brain play, but I, I live my design. So my design is I am responding to life. I am waiting to be, I'm surrendering. I'm waiting to be lit up and, and just seeing where it takes me. But my mind likes something to do while I'm while I'm waiting for the next move. And so that's kind of when I and I try to give it something positive, right? Like Joe Dispenza or even the angels. And and I I'm like the most lot. My grandma was like a really amazing psychic all my life. She um, she just passed this last year, but she's always been very just naturally gifted psychic, naturally knows all all of the different things. But she was very grounded in in Jesus and God. I have that logical side and then I have the, but I want to play. So I love the angels, but I don't literally think there's an angel sitting there. I think that there's like an energy I can tap into, right? It's just a a layer of God and I can tap into it. So I, I do, I, I ask Michael to watch over me every night. And I asked Raphael to heal me every night. And I don't know, it just feels the energy of it feels really good. Whatever it is, it feels really good. 
Mm -hmm. It does. And the more I've, I started to really understand more about the Akash and the quantum physics and how it all comes together. And then coming back into the mindset of what we're doing, our beliefs, ancestral healing that I'm doing, you're doing, all of us are doing simply yeah. by being aware yeah, and, and tapping into all of that. It's been so, so powerful to know that everybody that I work with, they, they, they generally speaking are people who are kind of like me, right. Who been in, in exposed to the corporate environment, who are used to deadlines, who want to take action and then they get kind of stuck. Yeah. That's who seems to generate more towards me and the combination of it. And like me, when I started, I didn't question anything. I just thought this feels right. Like that first time on the massage table, it just felt like home. And so when I've had to first, somebody was like, well, try to explain it to me because I am a Reiki master and I'm like, and, but I don't teach it. I yeah. just am it. That's where I am right now playing with the idea of what exactly I love. I still love the human design lens. I still love Gene Keys and I love stories. How do I make something more understandable through real life? Mm-hmm. But, but it's like, I have all, I, I, I know that I've had a million existence, like that I've, that I've had more lives. Right. Mm-hmm. I know that everybody is just a reflection of me. I know these truths and they're just there. And so I just don't really feel like teaching them. You know, I, do I just point them to other people or cause I just feel like they're just me now. That's who I am. That's who, mm-hmm. what I am. So that's exactly. So, you know, I always want, so I'll respond to that, right? Like we are most lit up. If that doesn't light you up, that idea, right, is going to come from like Glenn and Doyle. She'll says, you know, like the, uh, the, the messages pop in and if he doesn't, you don't grab it. Somebody else will. It's being yes. sent to multiple people. And so if it doesn't light you up, then because you don't need all of the stuff, you just know. And so the people I work with, the people you work with, you just know. Um, I had a membership for a while and I had some really newbie newbies and I love them. They were all so beautiful, but I, I had one lady who, who would ask some really fundamental questions. Like she was trying to align her brain and what she was thinking and she didn't trust it. I really, the wordsmithing, the connecting those words so that it, you can understand it. Yeah. I'll refer you. I know people who know how, because of the podcast, right? Yes. Like you want to learn something. I know somebody who can help you. Yes. Who I would and refer. You have a huge, how many episodes do you have now? I um, am just going to hit a hundred here. So you've got, you've had a lot of guests and, and very widespread. You've had human design experts. You've had all kinds of healers you've had. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would somebody thinking about wanting to, to test out your podcast? What would they find if they went over to? Oh my gosh. So you can collect with people who like channel psychics who actually are helping people find lost ones, like they're true psychics. I have some really amazing life coaches who specialize in different areas. I have a a migraine expert. I have functional doctors. I have therapists who are helping people. You've got your whole toolkit. Authors of the books. 
it's a toolkit for everybody. Like it's, it's amazing, you know, and, and when, I, and this is what has really helped me and maybe it will help somebody listening is that you, you, uh, on my podcast, we talked about human design and I had had a couple people already on with human design. And I said, yes, I love human design. And yet if you, somebody went to listen to all of those episodes and yours on Valentine's day, then what they're going to see is you guys are all very different. Your energies are all different, your perspectives, how you come to it. And I think this self-acceptance is owning that those little things that you're like, well, who am I to go do this? Well, who, talking about Marianne Williamson, who are you not to be? to not shine your light. Yes. I, 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 Ra Uru, the the founder of human design says that there have been a million people or a hundred thousand or so ever that have played Romeo from Romeo and Juliet, right? They play the exact same character with the exact same script and it's not the same. The energy is different. It's always different. It doesn't matter if there's a million people doing the same thing that you want to do. Just go do it because we need it in your specific way. Exactly. And, and to even top that, right? Like, cause it is, we're all different. I'm different from my own sister and my best friends and, you know, my new best friends that I'm meeting, my best friend that I'm going to meet in a month that I don't know, because we're going to be drawn together by our, our own frequency, our own um, alignment. And that doesn't mean that everybody who I meet in this big spiritual huge world that I'm going to align with. Most people I do, not everybody. And you know what? They're okay. I'm okay. And I don't have to doubt my own magic, my own vibration and what I do for people, what you do. And I believe that when two people come together, like us, we're talking now, one person could listen to us And we, just because we simply come together, we are shining more light into the world. Yes. And that's the impact that we all have the ability to make. Exactly. No, that was, that was a perfect way. I hate to end it because I love talking to you, Debbie, but uh, could you steer people and I'll put it in the show notes so anybody can just click, but where's the first place you want people to go? Um, I would probably direct them to my home, my website, which is uh, lightupyourworth.net, no spaces. And if they go there, there is a, if they're curious about what energetic feeling feels like on that homepage, you can sign up and have it received and it will add you to the email. You can always just disconnect from the email, right? But at least you can get a real short one to experience what we're talking about in the subconscious. Um the podcast light up your worth is on all platforms and on YouTube. Um, so if you like the videos over the, you know, the audio and then Instagram light up your worth, TikTok, light up your worth. And uh, yeah, that's all the ways, right? Light up your worth, Debbie McAllister. <laughs> I love it, Debbie. Well, thank you so much for sharing your light with us today. Um, it was such a, such an honor to have you on my podcast now. Oh, thank you, Angela, for honoring me. And thanks everybody for being here and so much gratitude. Sending you all sunshine. 
Thank you everyone so much for listening. If you haven't checked out Debbie's podcast, please go over to Light Up Your Worth and check it out. She's got so many amazing guests and such a huge variety to choose from. So there is something for everyone. And if you have not gotten a human design reading yet, go to evolvingonpurpose.org. If you're listening to this in February, February is the time to get a reading. I am offering 20% off because February for me is about love and more importantly about self-love. And I just think it's so important for everybody to really get to see that clear picture of their highest and best that they came here to express. So if you haven't done that yet, go to evolvingonpurpose.org, book a reading, use the code SELFLOVE, all in caps, and that will get you 20% off of um, actually any of my offerings. So check it out. And as always, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for being here and joining me to keep evolving on purpose.